Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. And I'm passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who have impact. They're so inspiring and energizing role models. And I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. So our guest today in this podcast series on impact is Mari Smith. Mari Smith is considered one of the top thought leaders in the world of marketing. She is author of The New Relationship Marketing and co-author of Facebook Marketing, An Hour a Day. Facebook, in fact, uh, recently uh, partnered with Mari to help uh, facilitate and teach at the 2015 Boost Your Business series of live training events. And I know, Mari, you've just been in in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, Yes. Yeah, so Fast Company described you as, uh, described Mari as a veritable engine of personal branding, a relationship marketing whiz, and the Pied Piper of the online world. Forbes named Mari as one of the top 10 social media power influencers four years in a row, and Dun and Bradstreet Credibility named Mari one of the top 10 most influential small business people on Twitter. As a passionate social media leader since 2007, Mari travels the United States and internationally to provide engaging social media keynotes and in-depth training to entrepreneurs and corporations. Mari often shares prestigious stages with notable leaders and celebrities, including Sir Richard Branson, the Dalai Lama, Eckhart Tolle, Tony Robbins, Paula Abdul, Chip Conley, and Ariana Huffington, to name a few. Wow, that's quite a list. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you're here, Mari. Thank you so much for joining me today. I, I know it's going to be amazing for people to hear from you on this topic of impact. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity, and you just feel like a kindred spirit here, Ursula, so uh, <laughs> it's an honor to be on your show. Yeah, that's great to hear. Uh, so your business has been incredibly successful. Uh, you're really well known in this realm of social media marketing and business in general. What is it that drew you to this particular business? <laughs> well, I think um, it just was a culmination of so many things, uh, so many aspects, my passions and my skills and experience over the years, gosh, if I look back over my whole career since my mm, late teens, there's just been a theme throughout, a uh, kind of two parallel themes, if you will. One is really my my love of technology. I mean, I just love computers. I remember my dad had one of those old, oh my gosh, I'm going to really date myself now, but uh, <laughs> Sinclair, oh, I forget, the Sinclair C50 or something, it had the little oh, cassette wow. drive in the side right. of the keyboard. <laughs> one of those like deep, deep monitors, you know, nothing like the skinny flat screens now. And, and when I was 12, 13 years old, I used to get in there and like program things. My dad writes music one of his many talents and I would get his songs and and create all these like four and five part harmonies and, and program them program them into this um this software but 
anyway, so my, my love of technology and then my love of people, I just have always had a real fascination for what makes people tick. And I think if I had gone to on to get uh, a degree, I would have uh, done psychology or something like that. I, I love behavioral analysis and just really understanding what makes people tick. And so fast forward um, many years uh, throughout my different careers, um, sales, marketing, admin, you name it. Uh, I'd never really been an entrepreneur, but um, in 1998, uh, I was living in Scotland. Um, I was born in Canada, but to Scottish parents and so uh, I was 20 years in Scotland I know my accents really flattened out I used to have a really thick brogue <laughs> I can bring it back with a little sip of whiskey and I'll be right there <laughs> but um yeah I just you know Ursula I just suddenly it just kind of kept growing inside of me that I just knew I wanted to set up my own business and in 98 I'd spent many many months putting together a business plan and uh, um, course outlines and the business was around speaking and training personal and professional development skills and my audience were actually particularly uh, attorneys I, I worked a lot in law offices in Scotland and then there I was I'm, I'm, I'm getting a business card I was actually building my website there's my techie side of me getting this website together and uh, going in to get a small business loan and it was right at that time I got this invitation to come to San Diego and I just knew, I just absolutely knew it was like a defining moment in my life. I knew that the business I wanted to launch was supposed to launch in San Diego. And uh, and sure enough, that's what I did. I mean, I came over to San Diego in January of 99. I was flat broke at the time. I had 50 British pounds to my name, a couple suitcases, knew one person. I just had this dream and passion in my heart and I knew uh, I was supposed to be here. Um, and I'm, I'm condensing the story a lot for the sake of time, but um, within a sh few short weeks, I met someone that I was able to help her get her book published and written and published and build her an e-commerce website. And then um, working as a coach and, and success coach, business development, personal development, and then all the way up to 2007 was when uh, I got involved with Facebook. Now, just as everybody else, I got an account. I wasn't working directly with a company until this year. Um, but I just fell in love with the platform. And it was, again, a, a defining moment in my life. I just I saw like this Facebook.com. I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's something magical here. All the white space and I love the blue and the fact that you could just reach out to pretty much, you know, anybody that had an account and befriend them. And next thing you know, you're chatting with them. There's no gatekeepers. There's, you know, a direct connect. And I was just, oh my gosh, I am totally loving this platform. Within a few weeks, I'm just, everybody I knew, I'm like, are you on Facebook? Are you on Facebook? You got to get on. You got to get on. This is, this is, you don't know what it is. Let me show you. <laughs> so I just have that, that passion, that love is just never wavered. Even in the most challenging times when Facebook's constantly changing, they're keeping me on my toes and, you know, the organic reach has gone down. Right. And I'm like, no, Facebook's still the best thing ever. Let me show you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Your enthusiasm totally comes out, and and the the you said that one of the things that drew you into this business is that you you love people and that you enjoy the connection. And I've certainly felt that in both in in uh, in person with you, but also in uh, webinars that I've attended. You're really able to bring that into your business in an awesome way. I think people really feel like you're very accessible, and it helps the the mystery of of uh, Facebook and all the changes that happen on an ongoing basis it makes it a lot easier for them so um, I know you're doing a, a huge service for people in doing that and is, thank you 
Is, is that what you think, what do you think makes your business special? Is that part of it or are there other elements? Okay, so that's certainly an aspect. And I think just um, two, two things spring to mind. Um, one time, gosh, many years ago, I had met uh, a wonderful lady that specializes in hand analysis. And she can actually tell you know your life purpose and your gifts and your kind of karmic lessons by looking at the lines on your hands. It's a really magical art. Uh, her name is Beth Davis, just a hand analyst, um, really great person. So anyway, we met at this conference and I had showed her how to get onto Twitter and, and she hadn't understood up to that point. And then she said, oh, here, let me let me return the favor. Let me see your hand. And she says to me, Mari, your, your purpose in life, your passion, your gift, and especially around your career, is to take the complex, simplify it, and teach people such that they understand. It turns the light bulbs on. They don't just understand. They get it. They implement it. Off they go. And i got to tell you, I actually burst into tears. I, I just felt like I was so gotten. I just thought, yes, yes, yeah, that's it. That's what I love to do. That's what I love to do. That's my gift. And so I, I know that people will, for example, come to my Facebook page because they know that I'm this kind of voice of reason and sometimes what might feel like chaos where they're like, oh, my gosh, not another change or what, how does this work? Oh, they just introduced a new feature. Or what's uh, happening now in the social world? I mean, it's mostly Facebook. I talk about, but of course, there's um, many, many other components of online business development um, that I teach and, and talk about as well. And so, um, yeah, just being able to have that quiet, confident, reassuring uh, voice in this this fast-moving tech world that says to people, "It's okay, we got this." Here's what just changed, or here's where the, the hockey puck is moving to. Here's where we should all be skating towards, to use that metaphor. And, um, and, and I care. So the thing is that I've always had this real passion for Facebook, as we just talked about. And I also have a foot, if you will, in the small business camp. I mean, just like yourself, I just love small business and I want to champion them and be a voice for them. And that's what this beauty of this tour that I'm on right now with Facebook is that I, I truly have manifested that perfect merging of my, my love of Facebook and my love of the small business and to be a voice for both. Also, uh, the second point is kind of similar to what we're saying here, but I genuinely treat people as equals. I was raised in a very small Quaker community in the boonies of BC. Uh, my parents were both practicing Quakers. We were teachers at this local um, uh, high school there, um, Quaker school. Um, and I just, it's, it's a faith that my, I resonate deeply with. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a practicing Quaker, but I resonate uh, all, still to date with their, they're just peace loving. They treat others as equals. And so I will say to people, you know, you're important to me, whether you have two followers or two million, whether your clout, clout score is 20 or a hundred, you're important to me by virtue of being a fellow human being on this planet. And I just, you know, do my best to, to, to give of myself and be of service. Well, and that's really powerful to have that attitude and the way that you deal with people, and it, it really comes through. And uh, so, I yeah, thank you for sharing that because mm -hmm. I think it's it's a profound thing that, especially someone like you, has become extremely visible in your field that you've been able to maintain that approach and that way of being in your business. I think is a real tribute to your character from from for one thing, but also. It's a great gift to all of us who get to connect with you and, and the person that you are in addition to being somebody so knowledgeable. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah.
and it, it also you mentioned Beth Davis. I, I as soon as I heard the name, I thought, oh, I'm friends with her on Do Facebook. You know her? <laughs> no, oh, I'm friends with cool. her on Facebook. So Facebook is is this whole realm of of connection that you wouldn't otherwise have <laughs> of people you haven't met in person that you you recognize and know something of be, just because of that realm. So that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and you talk about your Quaker background and and uh, how important it is to you to treat everyone um, in the in terms of their own inherent value as people. And is that a value that you bring? I know it's a value that you bring to your business. Is are there other values that are important to you that you bring into your business? I'm I'm asking because in this whole realm of impact, I think that the impact that we have and the impact that we want to have is so rooted in our values. Because if you can come to it from that very deep seated uh, sense of what's d- deeply important to you, then then you're able to have real impact. So I'm, I'm interested to hear what is important to you and the impact that you want to bring, the values that are important to you. Wow, well, I just love what you said. I'm just having a moment to myself here. I'm just like really, <laughs> really deeply touched. So something inside of me is really, really touched. And um, gosh, whew. yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it is. It's who we are in the world, in our business, in our life. I mean, all of that is just, it's in, inextricably linked. You don't, you, you're not a, per, a person one way at, you know, at home or with your family, and then you, you show up and you're totally different at work. Um, maybe some people do, but ultimately, we are the same individuals. And, and, and I truly believe that we're all spiritual beings. We're a spirit inhabiting a body. And that and, you know, people sometimes shy away, for example, from the word spirituality or anything like that. And, and it's like, I, I, we're all uh, light. We have light inside of us. I mean, I just love that. Um, quote from Marianne Williamson, where she said, it's not our our uh, darkness that we're afraid of. We're actually afraid of our light, that we're possibly powerful beyond measure. And and I think especially for women, that we will have this habit of kind of like, you know, um, hiding our light under a bushel or whatever, just like going, oh my gosh, well, who am I to, you know, talk myself up? And especially in the last, what, seven, eight years with social media, you kind of have to toot your own horn, but not so much so that you know you're 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 all about your ego but but it's like this fine balance and i think i think that's what was really touching me deeply there when you were sharing that about this this impact and reflection of values is that you know i i i i consider myself you know, that humility is one of my values. And even saying that, I kind of chokes in my throat because I go, <laughs> it just always makes me laugh because I think, well, let me tell people, do you know how humble I am? Let me show you all the ways how humble I am. I'm on the top 10 list of the most humble people. <laughs> just like, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm saying that tongue in cheek. I know people can relate to what I'm saying. Um, so, so, yes, the humility that treating people as equals, really cherishing every human being on the planet. Uh, integrity is extremely high value of mine in my life and my business, keeping my word. And, 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 and sometimes you, like we were just saying offline there, I'm very overcommitted this fall with uh, a lot of travel and it's, it's really been challenging to juggle my schedule. But nonetheless, if there's times when I really feel inside my body, I'm like, whoa, I, I've overdone it. I need to undo this commitment or move it over here or rearrange or reschedule. And you just always do it with, with integrity and uh, honor uh, of the other person. 
or the other party. And so, yeah, I'd say genuine care, uh, quality, professionalism, these are the values that are uh, prevalent uh, in my business and my life. And order, I would say order is one more as well. I just like things neat and tidy. Of course, don't look at my, look at my desk right now. There's, I need to re-implement my order right now. <laughs> I hear you. <Yeah. laughs> no, that's great. I, uh, I, I mean, I, uh, on the on the topic of humility, I know it's it's a tough one because you. I mean, we all have egos. We all deal with wanting to be important in some way. And I think this is actually something I haven't talked to anyone about in in these podcast interviews around impact. And that you know how much of the impact that you want to have is is tied up in ego and and wanting to. Um, have an impact because it's about you rather than the effect that you're having, the influence, the positive influence you're having. So, um, yeah, I agree. It's it's a delicate balance there between. Uh, I mean, of course, we all want to we all want to feel like we're important in the sense of that we're loved, that we're contributing something, um, and then balancing that with well, how is this affecting other people? Is that is that resonating with you at all? Is that something that you it truly is yeah it truly is and um gosh i want to attribute the right person who am i thinking of right now peter um drucker i think peter drucker um said that you know leaders don't create followers leaders create more leaders and that that's such a mantra for me and it's like this, because it really is a different world that we live in right now. If we back up, like I say, back in what eight years ago in 2007, and you know, Facebook and Twitter really started taking the world by storm, and certainly by 2009, that there was enormous opportunity for you know those with uh, with the leading more with that kind of e- ego driven way of of doing business and marketing is like you know it's all about the numbers all amassing just large amounts of followers and fans and friends and you know, getting on tops of leaderboards and getting big scores. You know, I kind of have this love-hate relationship with clout. <laughs> and a lot of people haven't even heard of clout, but it's, you know, it's clout spelt with a K and there's another one called cred spelt with a K, K-R-E-D. Um, uh, they have their place. There's no question that they have their place. The point that I always say to people is do not let the scores, the numbers, the size of the followings, the platforms, whatever, don't let that drive your self-worth. Because, gosh, you know, what if, you know, you woke up and Facebook just decided, oh, okay, we're done. We, 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 you know, Mark's going to go retire and, <laughs> and right. uh, sold the company and it's no longer whatever. I mean, just, just being facetious. But nonetheless, it, we, it's really important to not take the, all of these numbers too, too seriously and rather lead from um, kind of not quite lead from the, the, the back or the or alongside. I just like to think that. That I, I I involve and include my audience um, online, offline, as much as possible. And like, here's an example: last week in Nashville at the Facebook Boost Your Business event, mm-hmm. beautiful lady comes comes in there, and um, she is eight months pregnant and has just driven five hours wow. to meet me. And I'm in the break room, we're in in between sessions, and I'm in the green room. <clears throat> excuse me, and um with the with the Facebook um, team and then so somebody comes 
um, into the face into the room and says, "Oh, Mari, there's somebody here to meet you. She's just driven five hours, and she's eight months pregnant, and she's just she's just about passing out with excitement to meet you. <laughs> and, and she just came all this way just to meet you. And I thought, oh my gosh, really? Wow. And sure enough, I go out there, bless her heart. Shout out to Valentina uh, Gonzalez beautiful lady and she's so sweet and I mean she's a social media expert herself and I know that she's been following me for years and just very inspired and touched and um, she was just um, starstruck and and I and to me that's where for me I'm like well gosh it's just me it's just Mari (laughs) (laughs) we're just two people meeting and it's good it's all good you know and that's kind of the attitude I had when we took a picture and when she's just adorable and so um, you know, it was really important to me to just just um, acknowledge her and see her. And like you were saying that ultimately, I think, you know, everybody has this deep fundamental human need to be seen, to be heard, to be acknowledged, to know that they matter. And it's just so easy to make somebody's day uh, in, in, in today's world by yeah, a little tweet here, a like there, a thank you you, you matter to me, um, you know, take a picture, promote them somewhere um, in your own social channels. And it's just, it just makes people's day. So, yeah, I love that uh, Peter Drucker quote, the leaders create more leaders. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's mm-hmm. so, um, so inward focused to be pr- creating leaders who um, have followers or creating yourself as a leader who has followers rather than being somebody who lifts other people up, who inspires other people, who helps them to get to have meet the goals that they have to have the impact that they want to have. I mean, that's so incredibly more fulfilling and it's it's a much bigger goal in on an energetic level too because you're you're operating on not just a kind of base level um, ego um, level you're you're really operating on a much higher level that benefits everybody. It is. It is. Yeah. By the way, quick interjection. I just correct yeah. myself. It's Tom Tom Peters, not Peter Tom Drucker. Peter. I knew. I see. I got the Peter part right, but <laughs> <laughs> give attribution properly. No, that's great. Yeah, and I certainly see you doing that, and and uh, you know, agreeing to be on this podcast, even when we had just met, was uh, amazing demonstration of your generosity in that way. So, mm-hmm. and and your um, speaking about this topic is is going to inspire other people too to be leaders in their realm which is uh, a really great way to to pay it forward so that's uh, it's awesome i thank you again for for agreeing to do that are are there are there ways that you feel that you impact your customers your clients um, your industry and the larger world. I know that you know we're talking about three levels here, really, of impact. Are there are the things that you see and what you're doing and what you offer as uh, as ways that you influence and impact in a positive way? Well, yeah, I actually you just gave me an idea here. I do, and sometimes sometimes it takes another person to kind of reflect back to you for you to really get something that's just innate or is you know part of your daily life. I truly believe that, okay, we're going to go way out on a limb here. This is pretty esoteric. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've, I've actually said this for years, and certain audiences will get it, and others will like kind of go, like, whoa, she's really off the, off the ledge here. But um, I, I believe that, that social media in general, Facebook in particular, uh, came about at a time when humanity collectively 
in the world that we were ready for much more connection and much more visibility, having our buttons pushed around privacy, living more transparent and authentic lives. And that, you know, Facebook really came about as our reflection of that. It, the timing was perfect. Now, I know that, you know, Zuckerberg, he takes a lot of flack and um, people are always, you know, maybe not so much lately, but certainly over the years, he's taken a lot of criticism for pushing the boundaries around privacy. But the point I'm leading up to making is that I am um, such an advocate for making best use of these social channels to elevate consciousness, to to be more um, what's the what's the word to, to to just be able to do your to to conduct your life and your business. This goes for major Fortune 500 companies, big brands, because it's all people running those big brands. You know, they're not running themselves. They're run by people. And so that we can, it's, it's, like, it's like a calling. It's like an invitation to, to have businesses and lives of higher integrity, higher quality, higher transparency, but still maintaining that sense of privacy the know that there are aspects of my life that I'll never share online and and I feel very happy about that because it's important to still have a strong sense of of privacy and of self yeah, and absolutely. to be discerning what you share online but not to the point that it's all made up so that somebody meets you and goes in like wait a minute there's total disconnect here for instance something as simple as your profile picture I always say, you know, you want to have updated probably every 18 months to two years, um, unless you're one of those fortunate people that just rarely ever changes. <laughs> but if you, if, you, if you lose or gain weight or you lose or gain hair, that's what I always say, you know. <laughs> I love that. That's Get great. a new photo. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and, and for those who don't know, I'll just uh, throw in here that Zuckerberg is Mark Zuckerberg, the, the – um, CEO of Facebook that you were referring to. Mm -hmm. I, I love your perspective on social media because there's been so much from a bit of a negative slant of, oh, there's so many ways to connect and it's overwhelming and are we ready for this in the deluge of information on the internet? I love your perspective on social media coming into our lives at a time when we're really ready for wider connections and it's an invitation or a call to us to connect to each other. And this is just one more way to do it. I, I love that perspective. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and, and it really speaks to the question of, well, in the impact that you're having and help, helping people to deal with social media, both from the technical aspects and also, uh, guiding them in, in terms of how they interact from some of the things you just said is it it sounds like it's really important to you to be part of that to be have to have that kind of impact and is is that something that I mean you spoke a little bit about your background and um, and and how that's come into play in how you approach your business is that desire to have the impact that you're having is it has it is it something that's evolved over time in the course of your your work life and your business yeah, I mean, it's evolved, but it's really become more of, more of what it is. I think, you know, I'm just having strong uh, values um, and, and just being really, you know, coming from a, a place of very, very uh, 
simple beginning, simple origins of really not having much and being being you know self-made, quote unquote. But um, yeah, and just um, let's see. Um, I think my train of thought just got totally thrown there. So yeah, that's okay. let me make sure I'm answering the question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, I mean, what you said about you've your um, wanting to be an agent of of positive change to be a positive influence that uh -uh. it's really something that stayed with you and i think it speaks to your authenticity and your integrity with your values right okay i don't, I don't know what i was wanted to say here um you know how recently facebook started to to kind of give us trips down memory lane yes. and you go to your notifications and they'll say oh you have you know all these memories there yeah. as i see you have memories with so and so right. i just uh, took to one back morning, on so yeah oh you shared one yeah, yeah. well i often will just whiz through that i don't want to share them sometimes the sh when you share them if you're not careful with the wording they they can cause so much confusion. I saw one the other day that uh, while I'm in Nashville, this photo started doing the rounds from a year ago where I was up in uh, BC with my, my family. Right. They're like, oh, everybody's like, have a great time, Mari. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not there now. <laughs> that was last year. But anyway, <laughs> what I want to say about that is um, I sometimes I'll whiz through the updates and I look at my languaging and I can kind of get a sense of, of like where my consciousness was at, um, you know, five years ago, seven years ago. And there's there's definitely a, a distinct continuity there. I know that um, uh, I've really done my best to to do a lot of inner work, which I think is uh, some of the best work you can do. A lot of healing, spiritual growth, healing your inner child, being being at peace with your past, making peace with your parents, no matter what, and and just really um, being committed to being the best self. As our wonderful late great. Uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer would say that it's not ever about being better than anyone else. It's about being a better version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And so some of the things that I do um, in terms of the evolution you're talking about is I am so careful. At, at least I do my best every day to be very mindful about what I put out into the world. And certainly that's going to be, you know, published online in any of my social channels. I put it through this filter. First of all, I'm going to ask myself, what is my deepest intent? So my favorite questions, what is my deepest intent here? And especially if you're in kind of reaction to something, somebody said something and you got a little ticked or you're like, wait a minute, no, that person's wrong. Let me just prove that I'm right here. And you're about to hit that post button. Like, wait a minute. I have this saying that when intelligence goes goes up, excuse me, when emotions go up, intelligence goes down. <laughs> and so we should never go to try to post something when you're in that little heated moment, you know, just give yourself time to, to take a breath and go, wait a minute, that person might have been having a bad day or whatever, they're just in a different place. This is not serving the world by, by, you know, trying to prove that they're wrong and I'm right, that's just not going to help. So what is my deepest intent? Always uh, focusing on that and then kind of running my post through a three-part filter, uh, which is, you know, would I be comfortable with this on the, the front page of a major newspaper like New York Times? Would I be comfortable with this found in a Google search in many years to come? And would I be proud for my own mom to see this, you know? And if it doesn't pass that three-part test, you just don't even put it online. And so just, yeah, just like I say, you're leading by example. Yeah, that's a good screen to be really intentional and, and thinking about how you want to how do you want to leave the legacy of what you're you're leaving online? Because it certainly is something that will yeah. will stay with you. And I, I love that question yeah. about 
what's my deepest intent? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's often easy to be reactionary, especially people get into discussions on social media that um, can really devolve. So maintaining a clarity about what your deepest intent is can help you engage in that conversation in a way that helps shift things for people in a positive way. Right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Do, do you talk about the, do you consciously talk about the impact you want to have in your marketing? I, I know you talked, uh, you said that this isn't something you share with every audience about um, us being ready for uh, for wider connections, but um, are, are there aspects of that that you talk to clients and customers about? Has that been something you've chosen to do? I mean, I have over over a long period of time. I think I used to be very, very reticent to to even say the word spirituality, for instance. The part that uh, is kind of esoteric is where I, I feel that you know collectively, Facebook is a manifestation of our our conscious desire to want to be more more connected to have this to have this common platform through which we can uh, be more connected and and um, but but the idea that People are like, well, wait a minute. We we consciously created that together as humanity. No, no. This guy called Mark Zuckerberg and a bunch of buddies and <laughs> were sitting in a dorm room and they made it up. Right? right. Yeah, that's true. They did. That part is true. They're both true. <laughs> For well, me, anyway, in my world. Yeah. Well, and they're tapping into a zeitgeist in a way. They're tapping into something that's in uh, in the world that they're picking up on too. So they're part of that as well. You know, that's true. You just gave me a, a little flash there on that. Paul McCartney, the wonderful Beatles, uh, um, you know, singer, songwriter. Uh, I remember many years ago, I, I heard something that he had said and an interviewer reporter was asking him, you know, Paul, where do you get all the ideas for your songs uh, to write your songs? And he just kind of looks the guy in the eye and he's like, gosh, you know, well, I don't write my songs. And he's like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. He has a ghostwriter. And he's like, the songs are already written. I just reach out and grab them. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's powerful. That's so, awesome. um, yeah, but I, I think yeah, I do consciously over the years, I've just gotten more and more comfortable with, with who I am as a person and just knowing that there's aspects of myself that that um, I would say either online or on camera or in person that I've become more comfortable sharing and speaking about just having those grounded values and uh, really, like we've been talking about, just to really lead by example and to build others up. You know, I just my goal is to shine the light on others, you know, and to just make them feel about better about themselves. In fact, that's kind of my unconscious intent, if you will, or subconscious intent, is whenever I come in contact with anyone or people come in contact with my brand, even just going to my social channels or interacting with my team as we were talking about on, offline there a little bit. Um, my website's getting a big overhaul, by the way. <laughs> but in any case, my goal is to have people feel better about themselves, feel like a little, like a, like I'm sprinkling a little bit of fairy dust around there, a little sparkle, that they feel that upliftment. And so, yeah, I am I, I am making a conscious choice to do that. Uh, I love a little bit of bling. You know, I talk about turquoise and bling, that's my thing. <laughs> I've always loved the, the, the color turquoise and um, kind of took it to extremes for a while. But um, uh, now I now wear more than uh, the color turquoise. I used to only wear turquoise. <laughs> Mm, no, yeah. that's great. I, I I use a turquoise pen, so I'm resonating with you on that one. So, <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, we've talked a lot about, uh, uh, well, one, one of the things I wanted to add was just something I shared with you offline, and that is that you're, you really do um, instill that desire to be uplifting in your team because the interactions I had with a couple of members of your team in, in setting up this interview were, um, they were, as I told you, just very positive and um, they did a really great job of not just handling the technical aspects but they were really very positive in their communication and and it was uplifting just to be in connection with them which um, is another thing for people to think about with their own business of how they want to instill the this impact that you want to have with your business out to your clients and contacts by by thinking about it in terms of the the team members that you have. So thanks for introducing that element too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we I mean, we've talked a lot <clears throat> about uh, the positive aspects of how you've been able to have impact and um, and and the vision that you've had for that. And uh, someone looking at a business like yours that's incredibly successful and well-known, they can they might think, well, yeah, okay, it's great for Mari Smith to be doing that, but what about my business? I have actual issues and problems that I run into, and, and you know, how do I have impact in the face of those? So, um, you know, as, as we all, as, as they know and, and you and I know, Obviously, you've had obstacles and issues uh, come up in your business as well. And is that something that uh, can you talk a little about a bit about that and and how you've faced that in the context of the impact you want to have and and how you've been able to move through that? Haha. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about okay, what example can I use? What what one do I feel comfortable using? I would say first of all, I'm going to preface all of this by saying it kind of circles back to what we were saying about um, not using these numbers and scores and you know size of your followings. Don't use them as a as a barometer for self worth. You know, you get your self worth from from self love and and you know surrounding yourself with people that that love and believe in you and and uh, really you know and from source and what whatever that means to people. So uh, one of the things I see people doing, particularly women. Um, um, is that we will compare the inside of ourselves to the outside of others. And we need to knock that off. We need to stop that. So what happens is you think, oh, my God, you know, I'm having all these challenges and these barriers and these, you know, hiccups. And, and, and uh, okay, let me go on Facebook to just uh, look through my stream and maybe I'll, I'll feel better about myself. And you say, oh, my gosh, there's John and Jean and Mary and they're all their lives and their businesses are much better than mine. <laughs> like, wait, that may not be the case. That's just what they're sharing online. Um, but, yeah, and I'd say probably one of the biggest challenges that I had in my business in this particular career, the social media career, for like I said, eight years now, it's really a, an amalgamation of of um, of my you know passions and talents over the years. Um, I decided to start start uh, an association. I set up an, an industry association back in 2009, and it was a dream I'd had for a couple years. I really wanted to have like an industry standard, almost like Better Business Bureau, if you will, of social media. We're doing certification programs, things like that, and without going into all the the, the gory details. I think probably the industry just wasn't ready for it, um, and there I had a run-in with, um, you know, just I don't know. I, I hesitate to call them the word haters. I don't people use that word. I don't particularly care for it. But just 
there was a lot of pushback. Let's put it, let's call it that way. There was pushback and it became very strong and very loud. It was very stressful. I had a business partner at that time. And uh, ultimately, I chose after six months to shut down the association. We had 3,000 members. We had about 25 people going through the certification program. Uh, to the outside, it looked like it was going very well. But ultimately, the pushback was just um, too much to um, address. And, you know, my partner and I parted ways. But to deal with that, what I decided to do, and this takes a lot of chutzpah, a lot of, you know, digging deep for courage, instead of just like writing to everybody or putting up a blog post, oh, sorry, the association shut down. I decided to go and do a live stream and I did like a 90 minute Q&A and I was wow. addressing and fielding. And I was like, all right, I'm going to stand, I'm going to run right into the fire. Okay, bring it on people. What you got to say? And um, I, again, I was just, I was not confrontational. I was very honoring and I was explaining to everybody what happened and being as transparent and honoring as I could of all parties, including, um, you know, the, the, the poop. Pushbackers, and it all you know went went. Yeah, yeah, people that push back because it just didn't resonate with them. And then I even I wrote a blog post about instead of saying what went wrong that morning, I happened to see. Um, gosh, I think it was maybe a, a Harvard professor or something like that. I saw an article online that was a pivotal moment, and it was about focusing on what went right. And I and I did a whole blog post about what went right instead of what went wrong, and it was really. Um, it was a profound experience. It, you know, it, it, it definitely had a, a ripple effect on, on myself and my industry. And um, I just feel that I handled it to the best of my ability. And that's when it, any of your listeners here today, Ursula, if you ever run into a situation where you've got crisis management, especially for major corporations and or even small businesses, you know, one of the best things you can do is to is to just come clean and go go on camera if possible and just talk to people. They can, they'll understand. They really will. Yeah, I mean, a classic example is the the J&J Tylenol poisoning episode many years ago now where they just kind of owned up to it, fessed up to it. And I, I love your example of what you did in the face of that association. And it really, it reflects, uh, I think, a really courageous and you're absolutely right i mean that took a lot of courage as i as i was listening to it i to you say that i thought wow that that took incredible bravery to to be able to to really get back in the conversation with people around that but in a positive focused way it's really a choice on your part in terms of how you're going to look at a situation and, and getting buried in the negativity is not going to be constructive or of value to anyone Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do is I knew it was one of those really just sticky situations. I um, had to do a lot of refunds and you know right. just uh, honor a lot of people and just do the right thing, as they say, you know, doing the right thing. Right. And that's how it went. It was a great experience. I'm glad I did it. I just like to say I don't I never live a life of regrets. And if I were to look back at my life and have this exact same life all over again, there's many things that I might choose to do differently. <laughs> that's the way I'm like make peace with everything. Right. But for the most part, yeah, I don't have any regrets. Mm -hmm. oh, that's great. Well, and it, it speaks to also something 
people say a lot about social media, especially Facebook, saying, oh, well, you know, those people, they're not being authentic because they're just sharing the positive stuff. Well, I think there's, uh, and, and I'd love to have you speak to this a little bit of, of uh, what advice you might give people around that because it's, uh, well, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you uh, just speak to that because you're um, such a good advocate for people taking the, the high road. Yeah, yeah, sir. Advice for other businesses. Oh, to in terms um, of of I mean, there's been there's been uh, criticism of people being on Facebook, for example, in a way that's not authentic. They're saying, "Well, you're only mm -hmm. sharing positive things, or you're always looking at the positive." And what about the bad stuff that goes on? Nobody ever hears about that. And are we really getting to know the real you? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's funny you should say that because uh, just last night I, I came across this funny little cartoon in it and it says truth in Instagram. It's got these uh, um, three photos with uh, kind of the, what, you, what you posted about what's really going on, right? So it's like my healthy lunch is this great thing. It's a great big salad, but then it's like what I really ate, and it's a big pile of cookies. <laughs> That's good. And it's like it's got the perfect selfie, and it's like this cartoon girl, she's all made up, her hair's perfect, got lipstick on, but it's got and the, the, the real photos is before filters, and she's just like kind of a you know filters. She, she's put all these things on her effects to make her look good. But yeah, um, you know, so I said earlier, for example, there's certain aspects of my my private life that I just don't I don't put online so one of which I'll give you an example of the category without going into detail because I don't want to contradict myself um would just in general be like my health you know I'm, I'm a very very healthy person and I really take great care of myself but there's days where I might be feeling really under the weather I'm having a bad day or I've got a headache or I don't know coming down with something the me to go to my Facebook and put that, oh my God, I feel so sick today. I mean, I was like, why would I want to put that online? And you, all your friends, oh, feel better. And I mean, that's nice. And please, I'm not knocking that because I know that there's some of some people I've seen like, um, gosh, and I know one of my friends has shared an incredible journey he's had with some real um, difficulties and surgeries and whatnot. That's different. I mean, that's some that's pretty major. Um, but I don't know, just for me, I just find that you, every individual needs to find the kind of compartments of their life that they feel should definitely be kept private. And then there's other compartments. If you're going through a life transition, you know, maybe a divorce or a, dealing with the, the death of a loved one, those are very sensitive issues. And absolutely, our online community, particularly Facebook friends, can be incredible source of support. But I would encourage, you know, folks to, to not only rely on that, for example, make sure you're not, you know, spending your time in front of the computer when you should be spending time with with loved ones in in person and, and getting um you know physical support and things like that so um that's from a more of a personal perspective and i think really on the business side of it is it's just really circling back to that consciousness and, and intention around the content that you're putting out there and what you're sharing and how you know just really i mean gosh the the wonderful quote from our uh, Gandhi that said, you know, to be the change you want to see in the world and to just really make sure that you're leading from the heart and um, having that positive ripple effect 
Um, just being mindful about what you share. And then, and, and I, even as I hear myself saying that, because I know for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I just told the whole world that Mari never talks about the state of her health. That, you know, <laughs> So right. it's like, you wouldn't really know if I'm having an off day or not. Occasionally I put on my Facebook, oh, you know, I uh, just, I'm feeling a little under the weather. I haven't been online for a few days and, and uh, something like that, but I'm not going to go into all great detail. Um, and there's other areas in my life I just don't talk about, but still, I, 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 sometimes I, I mean, I even find it hard to articulate. I'm watching myself do this. I somehow have managed to create this, um, relationship to my community online that feels very intimate, very personal, and I still have a private life. I don't share everything. And so, but I do know that people feel like they really know me well. And truth is they do. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm hiding anything. I'm just being discerning. Oh, I know. There's a great, great term. Back in the day, oh, seven, eight, nine, everybody's, oh, you have to be transparent, 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 authentic, authentic, authentic. And then all of a sudden, uh, people are like, well, wait a minute. I don't want to live in a glass house and reveal everything. And, you know, um, so then it's like we started to say, well, be selectively transparent. And that is, that's what I believe that I I embody and that I I exemplify and, and, and encourage others to do selectively transparent it allows you to have that depth of intimacy with your online world and offline when they meet you um, but to still feel like you have a private life and you know and I think probably some celebrities uh, do a good job at this you know the, the paparazzi's always follow them around but at the end of the night uh, they can close the door and have a private life yeah and I don't think authenticity requires sharing every single detail it's really about are you the same person with everyone that you meet and uh, I, I know that's a goal of yours that you've shared today so right yeah is there uh, just as a, a last question and thank you again for uh, uh, sharing all that you have today i yeah is there any advice you'd share with another business owner about the impact that they want to have about how they can positively positively affect their own business and and beyond that in their community do you have any advice for them about how they might do that or or something they might consider in that process well you know i mean we're talking a lot obviously um about social media here, I think I'd like to to leave your listeners with a simple kind of three-part formula, if you will, for social media success and having it be in alignment with, uh, you know, your values and your resources available and um, a real simple approach. It all starts with content. And so really thinking about telling the story of your brand, of yourself, of your the making of your product or service, how it came about. Uh, also, storytelling can be part of your customers, you know, interviewing them and putting the spotlight on them. And that's a wonderful way to really kind of share the vision of your company. So content, you know, it's written, audio like we're doing today, uh, video, uh, visual, all of that is is content and telling, you know, the story of your company. Then engagement, because engagement needs to f- to follow content and you're going to respond to people and proactively start discussions, proactively reach out to people on your various social channels, whichever ones that they are that you wish to be active on. And then the third component is conversion. And I feel that, you know, I, I see people out there in the world and, and it was oftentimes my clients or students 
posts where they're like, gosh, Mari, well, I'm taking your advice. I got great content. I'm engaging all the time. I'm spending hours each day engaging, but where's the money? How do I monetize all this? I'm like, oh, we've got to get that third component in place, which is conversion, because ultimately the purpose of business is to make money and to make a profit. Otherwise, you're running a hobby. You have a hobby. It's got to make a profit. And it's a challenging subject, I know, often again for women in particular to to really kind of own that piece and go, whoa, okay, I can ask for the sale. I can put a call to action. I can drive people to or invite people to a place on my site where they can do business and, you know, um, and have them opt into my list and that kind of thing. And to just be able to but have the whole three-part system, the content, engagement, conversion, and have that permeating your you know, your emails and your your um, posts and your updates interspersing. I'm, I'm kind of waving my hands about here. <laughs> I know what I mean, but it's like <laughs> to integrate your personality and your heart, your love, your values into your communications. That to me is a, a wonderful impact on the on the um, environment or the the you know business at large, the world at large. Uh, I love hearing that. I think that'll be uh, really helpful for people to know that that's the way that they can approach their business. So I, uh, I so appreciate your perspectives on these things. I, I want to thank you so much for, for being here and the very deeply intentional and uh, thoughtful and uh, warm way that you bring yourself into these interactions with your customers and uh, your clients and you're really living your values which is uh, an amazing thing for people to hear about and and you deal with things too that um, in the process of doing that so thank you for sharing all of that and being uh, really open and talking about that today well my pleasure I loved your question this is one of my favorite interviews I have to tell you really <laughs> <laughs> it really was awesome. Oh, that's great to hear. I, uh, I I think it really what what you talked about today is really going to give people something to think about, not just in the realm of social media impact, but in their larger business. And if we're all thinking about positive impact in the in the larger world, I think it's going to be hugely beneficial for everybody. That kind of thing just ripples out in the in the most amazing way. So oh, good, good, yeah. Yeah. So if, if, you know, one more resource. We were just one more. We were yeah. talking about that Tom, Tom Peters quote. And, and I reminded myself again that there's a wonderful book called Greater Than Yourself mm. uh, uh, by uh, Steve Farber. He's a, he's a buddy of mine right here in San Diego. But Greater Than Yourself, the ultimate lesson of true leadership. Totally in alignment with what we're talking about with that, you know, um, building others up and creating more leaders. And uh, great, great, great little book there. Yeah, I think your listeners would enjoy it. Oh, that's great. I know Steve's work from Facebook again. Oh, and he's, uh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's really uh, got some some great things going. So thank you for mentioning yeah. that book. I think it will be a great resource. Is there a way that uh, if people want to get in touch with you in some way, what's the best way for them to reach you if they want to connect with you? <laughs> okay. Well, I like to say, you know, marysmith.com, facebook.com slash Mari Smith. That's where my page is uh, sharing regular updates about Facebook marketing, twitter.com slash Mari Smith. And as I like to say, just Google me. So that's great. <laughs> all kinds of resources there. Wonderful. And it's M-A-R-I Smith. 
um, just yes. for people who uh, don't have the screen in front of them. So that's great. Well, thank you again, Mari. Uh, it's been amazing to have you here. And uh, for everybody listening, join us for more podcasts on impact. You can subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes, so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. And thank you to everyone listening for being here. And until next time, keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact.